She was this gun-toting, whiskey-drinking broad. The super epic fucking broad. She was a pioneer in the industry. She's also so famous and so controversial. So controversial. So she's kind of a big fucking deal. Her story is so incredible. She belongs on this podcast because she's a broad you should know. Hello and welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I'm your host, Sarah Gorski, and I'm joined today by Ms. Chloe Skye once more. Hi, Chloe. Hello. It's Hello. me. Chloe, you know it's Black History Month. It's already February 8th. I'm like behind a week on it, but it is Black History Month. I'm sure you knew that. <laughs> I, d- I, am, I, I have heard of this, what, what did you say, Black History Month? Yes. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, it sounds, it rings a bell. And despite the fact that, like, I know, I know that we're two white women, I feel like it's something we have to talk about, um, because if white women don't talk about awesome black women, then fuck white women. Like, (laughs) you know, it's, it's, uh... (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I just, I just, you know, when we first started this podcast, I don't think I've ever said this out loud, like, on the pod, but when we first started the podcast... Obviously, we want to tell stories about amazing women, but I also had like a secondary goal of like, I want to make sure that most of the women we talk about aren't just white women, because there's too many stories about white women and white women have dominated kind of like the feminist airwaves, I feel like for a really long time. And white women are not the only cat's meow. (laughs) Some would argue the the least cat's meow. I know. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, and the amazing black women we've covered on this podcast have not gotten enough credit and enough traction, you know, in, well, I shouldn't say the news cycle because a lot of them passed long before our news cycles (laughs) as living human beings, but they never get recognized in the history books that I was taught from. And I hope that that's changing now. I don't think it's changing in in Florida, unfortunately, because they just don't even have books anymore, (laughs) apparently. Um, I just thought it was time to like do an episodic recap on some of the amazing black women we've talked about on this podcast, because I'm proud to say that that like mini mission of mine has not been a failure. I never feel like it's enough. Did you did you count? I actually did because I'm a numbers nerd. Yes, in my own I knew it. I hope way. so. So of the 156 ish women, because we had a couple combo episodes yeah. where we talked yeah. about like groups of women. So the I don't COVID episode, the Olympics, exactly. Yeah. But I think almost all of those episodes also do have some black women in them. I do think they do. I don't have them like all separated by like name though. Yeah, and I don't yeah, think exactly. we like that would be tough. <laughs> but <laughs> so. anyway, we've done 156 kind of individual broads that we've talked about, not as a group. And of the 156, we we have 43 of them that are black women, which is about 28%. Now, I am not thrilled with that number. I wanted that number higher. Honestly, though, that's double the population of the United States. Is it really? African Americans make up 13% of the United States population. But this isn't just American, uh, black American women. This is all black women that we've covered on the pod. But we still have 45% that are white. White includes, uh, in my my very technical accounting process, white, it does include, like, Europeans, Russians. um, It's the Northeast countries and the people from the Northeast countries. 
Yes. So that number still seems high to me of, of white people versus the number of black women. But I'm still I'm still happy we have 43 amazing women. And listeners, if you are new to the pod, my hope for this episode is that you're going to hear some names and some kind of like mini summaries that really spark your interest and that you can go back and you can listen to the episodes about these women individually. Because each of these women that we're going to kind of run through the list here, all of them have their own episode on Broads You Should Know. Jot down the name of the person who interests you and listen to it next because it's Black History Month and even though the designated months and days sometimes seem really cheesy, I think it's really fucking important for people, but especially for white people, to learn more about not white people and the history of not white people. I don't know, Chloe, do you agree? Do you have a better way to say 100%. it, 100%. Yeah, no, that, I... <laughs> When we started the podcast, I had exactly the same goal, like cover as many different types of stories as possible. Yes. And I'm pretty sure like every episode for those first batch of episodes that we did, like I would always try to bring someone from somewhere that I didn't the last time. And I also fully agree that you can't understand life if you haven't heard or experienced as much as there is to offer the, about it. Yeah. And hearing different stories from different parts of the world, like that's something you would never have in your understanding of life otherwise, because you would never experience it yourself. Yeah, the whole podcast has been a huge experiment for me and like, well, what am I going to get from this podcast? And what I have gotten is a whole, a hell lot more knowledgeable about actual historical events and how things came to be, how the world today existed and why. And like, it's just so interesting. And these women are a part of that story as much as anybody else, if not more than anybody else. So... (laughs) When, when I think about the person I was walking around without this knowledge, it is it is embarrassing. Yeah. Like all of this fascinating, important information about why the world is the world was just not there. And I was just bumbling around. I just was bumbling around <laughs> thinking I knew something about like... Thinking I knew everything. Yeah. Thinking I knew about colonialism. I knew I know about all this stuff. And now I'm like, wow, I knew nothing. I was just a little baby. I knew the word colonialism, and I knew Columbus was bad, but that's probably about where it ended. God, you know, I haven't even done the broad associated with Columbus. That's going to be a really good episode. Her story is super interesting, and that I'm, I'm saving that one. But she is not a black broad, so she's not on this episode. Well, let's get to our list. Let's drill down. Let's do, do it. I want to do it like, I don't usually do things chronologically, because that seems too boring, but I think I'm just going to do it chronologically and be boring. Do you remember her very first black broad? It was your episode, Chloe. Oh, 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 yes, I do. Yes, I do. It was, um, oh, gosh, there was the Netflix movie that came out. Madam C.J. Walker. Yes, that's her. She was yes. America's first black millionaire. Yes. And it was, yes. I think it was through a, a hair care line, right? She had, like, yes. made a fortune in this amazing hair care line that somebody tried to, like, steal and said was their invention, but it was yeah, her invention. Obviously. But also, like, there, you know, there was the theory that she might have stolen the recipe from the woman that she, like, apprenticed for, right. who was another black woman, and then was like, well, I'm just going to put my name on it and made a million dollars. There's the tea. We don't really know, right? We didn't. Yeah. Wait, I don't think we actually knew at the end of the episode. I feel like <laughs> there might have been a lawsuit and like she legally proved that it was hers, but that doesn't necessarily mean it. But like, you know, who knows? I think it's hard to become a millionaire without taking something from somebody. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, yes, and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also, Madam C.J. Walker, super impressive woman. Super Incredible impressive. story. And some shit they don't tell you about. Some shit they don't tell you about. She was our second broad we ever covered on the podcast. She was our was second. she second? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Wow. And then our next Black Run on the list that we did uh, was one of, I think it was Sam's episode on Eartha Kit. Do you remember that story? That, oh, Eartha Kit. Man. What? Wow. That story blew my mind. Eartha Kit, if you guys don't know her, you know, maybe you know her or maybe your parents knew her as Catwoman. <laughs> You know, she was a this amazing, amazing, talented actress and singer. But she also was blacklisted from the U.S. I think it was by Lyndon Johnson, right? That's correct. Who did not like her speaking out against the war. She, like, came to a dinner at the White House and she spoke her mind and she was, like, exiled from the United States for, like, 10 years. She had to go live in Europe. And she had a flourishing career in Europe, too, but, like... Oops, accidentally successful here, too. <laughs> Yeah, because she was just, just that amazing. talented. Yeah, she was so she was so talented. Um, next we have Sarah Good. That was your episode two, I think. I think that's right. Yeah, was that the first patent? Yes, the first African American woman to receive a U.S. patent, and I believe it was for like a folding bed. Is that right? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, or it was like there was a desk that she oh, did yeah. too. Like the, she was married to a guy and they invented furniture together. Yeah. But like the high yeah. to bed type furniture, like like furniture that like in a small apartment that can transform to something yes, else. It was exactly. really cool. Yes. Sarah Good. Yeah. I'm impressed at my memory today. <laughs> I am too actually. Um, I'm most impressed at my own memory, but that's not doesn't say much cuz my memory doesn't usually perform hardly at all, so. <laughs> Um, next on the list is Dorothy Bolden. If you haven't heard her name, she was one of the civil rights leaders, but one of the women. We don't hear about the civil rights leaders that were female very often, even though they were no. right there. Basically just Rosa Parks. <laughs> yeah, we only hear about Rosa, and I think we do hear about Coretta, who's also on our list in a little bit. Sure. But there are were so many women on the front lines and in the trenches of the civil rights, the fight for civil rights, that aren't talked about. And Dorothy was one of them. And she also was a founder of the Domestic Workers Union, protecting workers' rights. She was like on the front line of that as well, kind of at the same time as civil rights. They were kind of, I think they were all kind of feeding each other at that time. So next was Marsha P. Johnson. Do you remember Marsha? Of course I remember Marsha P. Johnson. The mayor of Christopher Street. She was, amongst many things, the LGBTQ activist at Stonewall, one of them that were kind of like the inciting Stonewall folks, even though she says she wasn't there. Allegedly through the first Brick. Allegedly. Um, she was a badass. And not, I don't want to diminish her by comparing her to like modern media. But if you actually were watching the show Pose, and you know how... Heavily inspired by her story. Heavily inspired by her story because she started the Star House with another woman named Sylvia, I think, which was kind of like, it wasn't a shelter per se, but it was kind of like a network to help queer kids on the street have safe housing and to get medication and to like be taken care of because their families when they came out or when their families like figured it out would kick them out and they wouldn't have anywhere to live and so they would just kind of be homeless on the streets and begging and they would often fall into sex work and like just very dangerous living environment and Star House was one of the first organizations really organized to help them out and that was partially uh, that was co-founded by Marsha her story is incredible and it's also very tragic she was really kind of like well she was a drag queen I should say and she didn't at that time they didn't identify yeah, the the term trans. transgender didn't exist, really. Right. But, like, I feel like you can't really say what someone would have done today. Nah. But I feel like that 
it, it's the right vibe, you know? Yeah, it's the right vibe. And she was she was just great. The next episode in that lineup is Stagecoach Mary. Do you remember Stagecoach Mary? Oh, I love Stagecoach Mary. Oh. I love her. My. That was your episode. God, that was sure. my episode too. You definitely yeah. reordered these episodes for your own convenience. <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like two sessions apart. We had recorded like four different black women. And I was like, I'm just going to put those all in February. That's all. That's <laughs> all right. Well, Stagecoach Mary. Yeah. Do you remember her story? I remember she was like an old West male woman who would shoot people in the face. She was the first female mail carrier. Like, like the U.S. Postal Service was still kind of a baby, and she was out in the West, and she carried her shotgun with her when she delivered her mail. Um, I think they called. Wasn't she? Wasn't she like in a a a, a monastery, a nun, a nunnery, or what are they called? Shoot. Didn't she have a like a lesbian lover? She and then like uh, got kicked out, and that's then part was of, like, I guess I'll just deliver the mail. That's part of her story is that she kind of followed a woman out there, but whether or not that relationship was actually realized, I think was kind of never. Okay, so I retconned that in my head. I was like, they were gay. <laughs> no, no, I don't think it's wrong. I think that she did follow, like, she originally had followed a woman out there. Okay. Um, I think it wasn't like fully played out in terms of like. In fact, I think the other woman maybe died. I think she wasn't. She wasn't well. I oh, I thought the died. other nuns were like, you have to leave. <laughs> like, you can't be here. Maybe. And then she was Maybe. like, right, You we'll... know what? All the more reason to listen again. It's been a while since I listened yeah, to that I guess, episode. I, I guess we have to listen to Stagecoach Mary again. Stagecoach Mary. She's the best. Darn. Next on the list is Mary McLeod Bethune. She was another civil rights broad. And she was very focused on the black youth and educational programs. Um, and she also was VP of the NAACP. So she was like right there when the NAACP was first founded. And she just did incredible work with the youth of the era. I do remember another that. Another fucking amazing broad. I'm going to swear a lot in this episode, I guess. <laughs> well, some people fucking deserve it in a positive way. Yes. Uh, and to this moment, I've, all the broads I listed off were, were African-American broads. But now we have our first African broad, Wangari Muta Matai. She uh, is the first uh, African woman to win a Nobel so Prize. So she trees. plants trees all across the world. She has planted over 20 million trees across the world in an effort really for reforestation. She founded the Green Belt Movement. She's an activist. Fucking awesome. And a, and a hero. Absolutely a hero. Because, you know, Africa was like deforested like crazy by the colonizers and everybody else. She she saw the need for the trees to be replanted and she just took action. And I think she even started so small. Like, I don't think in the beginning, if I remember her story right, she just wanted to make a difference in her village. And then her movement grew so big that now she's planted 20 million trees. 20 million. That is so many. Can almost cover for all the, the businesses that keep pledging to plant trees and never do it. Oh, my God. This is not what that episode, this episode's about. But it's yes, not. It's but not. Yes. It's not. But she's single-handedly covering for all of them. Yeah. Oh, next on the list is Ida B. Wells. Man, one of the ballsiest broads I think we've ever covered because she was the hands, first. Hands down. Yeah, you you remember her episode too. She was the first reporter to widely break the stories about the lynchings of. 
black people in the South. And like white people up North were like had no idea that was even happening. And, or they would just pretend that it was like hearsay. Typical liberal bubble. And she was a reporter and she broke that story. It was not easy to break that story. She was like pretty reviled, obviously, by people who didn't want the rest of the country getting uppity about what was going on. But she, and this was far before, so this was like almost a hundred years, if I remember correctly, almost a hundred years before what we kind of understand as the civil rights movement or what we kind of call the civil rights movement in the U.S. Was it that long before? That would have been like right after the Civil War. It was It was pretty close on the heels of it where she started reporting, if I remember correctly. Uh, okay. Obviously, I don't retain specific dates. I feel, long, I but. put her in like m- maybe the mid early 1900s but that yeah that's even more no i think she was late 1800s as i if i if i remember correctly okay next we have i think this broad was yours bessie coleman the first african-american woman to get a pilot's license she was badass too i don't remember the details of her story do you remember much about her no that one's foggier that's all right. Listeners, yeah. check her out. She also actually was Native American. Um, she wasn't just black, but yeah, she was the first chick who got in a plane, who got that license. Not got in a plane, got her pilot's license. <laughs> but women also weren't very, like, they weren't pilots. They just they just weren't. I'm sorry, I, I blanked out during the Bessie Coleman thing because I was looking up Ida B. Wells <sighs> and um, <laughs> her, her time period. And yeah, she was born during the civil war in 1862 i didn't fuck it up i remember no you were you were totally right yeah i mean i think that was your episode too actually you know what it was is i i rebroadcast her episode kind of recently so i re i like looked at it to make sure i knew what i was talking about Or maybe you have you have a great memory for things that matter and uh you remembered vividly i I just don't important information about america's history you know my memory is like not i'm trying to give you credit sarah <laughs> okay, thank you, Chloe. Um, next on the list is Shirley Chisholm. This was the broad I was like, how the fuck did I never hear of Shirley Chisholm? When yeah, we same. heard her story, <laughs> I think she was mine, actually. She was my. I was like, Hillary was like, Clinton was the first. No. She, well, and she wasn't the first woman to run. Technically, I think there was like a Republican woman who had been like on the oh, ticket yeah, I do remember before. That. Yeah, but yeah, Shirley yeah. Chisholm was the first African-American woman to run for president of the United States. And the Democrats, the DNC, like didn't want her to. And she was like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to run. <laughs> Yeah. And she gets up there at the podium and she's just like, she so impresses me in a, like a deep, in a deep way that like I vibe very hard with like her story. I'm like, fuck yeah. People were like, no, you shouldn't. And she was like, I know I can. I know I'm a great leader and I know mm-hmm. I could do a great job. So I'm going to fucking run, even though I don't have a huge war chest of funds, et cetera, et cetera. And she didn't actually even do that bad in the election. She didn't win, but like. Did, I feel like she won like her district or something. <laughs> I think it wasn't a, like a total disaster. Well, and it was a, in the 1970s, I believe, or late 60s or early yeah, 70s. That's, a, that's about when I thought it was like height of slash tail end civil rights movement. Most or not even most recent now civil rights movement. But yeah, but this is like Gloria Steinem the, the time. The one we talk about the most. Yeah, this is yeah. like when white women were like pretty much dominating kind of the feminist movement. And then there's Shirley Chisholm coming in here running for president okay next next was i think i think this was your bride melina abdullah oh yes she was mine yes i, I like saw her say some shit on instagram and i was like i'm covering her I don't yeah care. Tell, we'll tell the <laughs> listeners who is she chloe so she i'm forgetting the like the like she was the this the you know like the tagline thing but she was just like a very incremental like civil rights 
not civil rights time period, but oh, no. like in 2020. Black Lives Matter. Yeah, Black she Lives started Matter. Black Lives Matter LA. Ex- she yes, founded Black Lives Matter LA. Co-founded think, it, yeah, but yes, exactly. she was right, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. She was phone. one of the. That was what I was gonna say. I was like badass. Obviously, she wasn't like the OG first ever Black Lives Matter founder, but like no, but she Black Lives LA, which is one. one of the bigger branches of Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. for sure. And she's very vocal. I see. I think I follow her too, and I see her posts, and she's just she's fire. She's she's awesome. And I just remember she was like, I think it was right after George Floyd that I did that episode because sure. she because she like was posting hardcore about it and she still does she's still very hardcore even though like the spotlight is off of yeah, Black Lives I, Matter yeah. more than I'm off Instagram but I'm, I'm sure she didn't slow down no nah, not at all then we have um, actually I think this one was Sam's episode Dr. Jane Cook Wright that sounds right who was a cancer researcher and she like was a woman in STEM first of all and a black woman in STEM which still isn't even as common as it should be um, but she's revolution- revolutionized cancer research and made a huge difference difference in that field next is another is actually one of my personal favorites ella joe baker love ella joe baker love her because the thing i mean so she more or less is kind of the inventor question mark of grassroots political organization because she literally in the civil rights movement she went all around the south and she would travel and she would make all these connections of people to that like were organizing these political movements and but like on the ground like the people who was like meeting face to face all all of these people introducing them to the movement talking with them connecting the dots corresponding writing letters after they had met you know to organize the marches and it's like the shit that like you and I did for Elizabeth Warren like god that feels like a million years ago but it was only 3ish years ago oh gosh what it, was it 2019 yeah. Was that when that was going yeah, on? Yeah, because the primary was in yeah in 2020. Oh wow! But so so you know that Elizabeth Warren was considered a grassroots campaign because she didn't take public, she didn't take um, corporate money. She just did like one dollar. You know, she she's like a dollar at a time. Mm-hmm. Every dollar counts from but from the people, the people that I serve, right? And so like that's kind of like considered grassroots. So like Ella Jo Baker invented grassroots. She like made it happen for the first time and made it work. But she also, and this is the part that I think you and I, the tea that you and I both like were really into, is that she really kind of stood toe-to-toe against Martin Luther King Jr. She didn't necessarily like fight him to his face, but she just believed that the deification of political leaders and movements would be death to the movements. Because if the power is organized behind one person instead of the idea and the group, that that was actually really bad for the movement and i don't think she was wrong she's not wrong she's not and it wasn't just mlk way ahead of her time yeah because we're still not there yeah and it wasn't even just mlk you know it was it was all all of those male leaders who were just such strong you know malcolm x and it was kind of just like pointing out the patriarchal notion that we need to follow a man yeah like, hey, I also no, just remember because we, we did do a lot of these civil rights broads like really close together. And I also just remember as we were, you know, you see this repeat pattern of like the success of those men who whose names we do know and talk about and have all these films about, et cetera, et cetera, would not be possible without the women of the civil rights movement. Like they are the ones who cranked the gears and did and who rolled did up the their organizing sleeves and, and did the organizing and made it happen. I will like yell that from the rooftops probably until I'm dead it could be on my gravestone who knows I have a lot to put on to fit on there that would be but an incredible gravestone I 
No regrets. I stand. No regrets. Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> next, we have Dr. Marion Croak. She was one of my broads. She had won Bla- um, Black Engineer of the Year for inventing what's known as VoIP technology, which is kind of the like the internet phone, basically. She kind of is like an architect of the internet in her own way, which was so yeah. cool. She helped figure out how to make it work. <laughs> Yeah. Next we have Lucy Parsons. Man, do you remember Chloe? What her shtick was? It's not a shtick. I'm, that sound makes it sound silly. I can't. No, I'm blanking. She was the anarchist leader of the Labor Party. Yep. Yep. And, it's all back. And I knew. I just remember researching that episode because it was my episode as well. And I didn't know anything about the anarchist movement. And I think I always just thought they were like a bunch of crazy kids who just like run around just being crazy and don't care about law and order. That is not what anarchism. <laughs> No. Um, I was very wrong. At least not what it's supposed to be. Well, yeah, maybe I changed that right later in the 80s. There's a lot of, in the 80s, you know, right? young, angry white men who are like, anarchy? Yeah, sounds great. Except they, like, use the post office. Yeah. Like, okay, so it's not actually an anarchist. It's fine. Uh, yeah, but Lucy, so Lucy and her husband were, were both leaders in the anarchist party, which also was melded with the labor unions. And they were really trying to get workers' rights. And really their movement is was about that small government argument of like the government shouldn't be in charge of everything. And like, we need to have rights and people need to be able to stand up for themselves and stuff like that. And that was in Chicago. And oh my God, the FBI like potentially bombed her apartment and all this shit. There was a bunch of crazy shit in that episode. Worth a listen. Next we have, actually, I just rebroadcast this episode for y'all last week. So if you were here last week, you will already know the name Biddy Mason, Bridget Biddy Mason. She was the LA real estate entrepreneur who sued her. So she was an enslaved woman and her quote owners moved to California, a state at the time wherein slavery was not legal. But like there were some, but like the lines like weren't super clear or people like lied around that. Um, and were like mm-hmm. tried to keep their slaves when they came to California and she eventually is able to sue them for her freedom and then she becomes like this this huge real estate entrepreneur we both live in LA close listeners who don't know LA very well this will mean nothing to you but like down on like Flower Street she like own this huge chunk of property that's now like the center of downtown LA <laughs> it's crazy and uh, and that was Biddy Mason and next we have Cathay Williams this was yours if i remember Yes. Oh, yeah. She was the um, the Mulan story, but in the Civil War. Yeah. She posed or dressed as a, a man to enlist in the military because she wanted to fight and they wouldn't let women fight. And she fucking yep. did it. And she wasn't. Do I remember yep. correctly that she like wasn't great at it? Wasn't she like really ill all the time? She was constantly sick. <laughs> and so her whole time in the military, she was just like on bed rest. <laughs> they were just taking care of her. And they were like, what is wrong with this guy? And she was like, I don't know. I got to stay in bed. <laughs> but she still and was awesome. Kicked her out. And, it's, and then it's super sad because like after they kicked her out, they were like, well, she never did anything. So um, I, I guess they weren't calling her she, but like for our purposes, she never really did anything. So we don't have to pay any of her. Oh, that's like, right. Medical, they don't pay her. Like, for the rest of her oh. life. Yeah, they, they're oh. like, no, like, we had we have no ties to you, sorry. And so she, like, goes out west and just, like, dies of illness. I do remember that part of it, too. I remember it was kind of depressing at the end. <laughs> 
Hey listeners, I just realized we're only about halfway through this list of amazing black broads, so I am going to go ahead and wrap up this episode and call this a part one of Black History Month on Broads You Should Know. All of these broads and their episodes are listed on our website at broadsyoushouldknow.com. If you go in and go over to the broads database, you can look up their stories and listen to their episodes right there so you don't have to look around in your podcasting app. For now, you got plenty of broads to look up their episodes and catch up on their excellent stories. And come back next week to hear the other half of this glorious list. We'll see you next week for a bunch more broads you should know. Are you recording? I am also recording. Let's just fucking do it. Yep, I'm ready. Hello and welcome. Oh, shit. (laughs) 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 Mm -hmm.